Happy Monday! You are listening to the Pastor's Daughters Podcast. going to be talking about dating and courtship and (laughs) that in relation to our lives as Christians and as Christians growing up in a very traditional church. If you don't know the type of church that we grew up in, then you need to listen to the last podcast. All right. Listen to the first episode. It was a good one. You're going to want to hear that one. Okay. Um, But to make a long story short, we grew up in a very traditional Christian church. And so we have some unique experiences from which we are drawing on to chat with you guys. And so I'm going to ask Shelsa questions. And I know you all will realize we're a sister. So we technically, we grew up in the same house, living the same life. Okay, so we grew up in the same house. <laughs> we did grow up in the same house and in the same life. What I'm trying to say is that based on last podcast episode, we have still had some very unique experiences and interpretations. So my first question for you is, what dating rules, if you had any, did you have? No, no. <laughs> I am... You want to preface before we begin these questions. You are misinterpreting my question. You are misinterpreting. Before we start, before we start, because you misinterpreted my question. I am not. I am your sister. That is not what I'm here for. Okay, we we sisters, we here. You misinterpreted the question. What dating rules did you have? Did you have growing up? And meaning, did you have any? Where did you get them from? So, like, did you get them from our parents? And also included with that question, did you ever talk to our parents about dating? And I would say you could probably talk about that elementary through high school through college because you're not married yet. You're still dating, so. Okay, that was the shade. She's out here. <laughs> that was the shade. That was that. That was wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Right. Io, I'm taking husband applications. <laughs> okay, anyways, let me answer the question. Please send them to me, not to her. Thank you. <laughs> what dating rules did I have growing up? So I'm be a hundred with Ayo. I learned everything that I presume to know about dating from television. Okay? okay. I love me some TV. I was very much living through all of the episodes and everything that I watched on TV, you know, very Lizzie McGuire-esque, very like, you know, Hannah Montana slash Victoria slash like, you know, actually, I don't even know if I can, can I say the names of these shows? I don't see why, as long as we're not slandering them. I think I, I think that's what they said in that one journalism class I took in college. <laughs> but like I, I was very much a little boy crazy in my head. Like in my head, a lot of things were happening okay. between me and these guys, when really nothing in real life was happening. Um, so it'd be like, that. yeah, I didn't actually establish any dating rules for myself growing up through elementary slash high school because I never actually dated anyone. Um, right. through elementary and high school. And the reason why is I, I assume I wasn't allowed to. Um, I never brought it up to my parents because I assumed the answer would have been. Why, though? Huh? Why did you make that assumption, though? I just think... Not that there are just certain things you just don't talk about. It's not like I don't talk to my parents because I actually talked a lot to my parents. Um... But certain things, I was just, I just assumed they weren't going to be into or care about, I guess. And I was also scared that if I brought it up, 
rules would be established that I would have to follow that I didn't want to follow. To certain, oh, you was being slick. <laughs> to a certain extent, I was just like, all through elementary, I like the same person. Shout out to you, Miles Desimore, if you ever hear me. I know she did not go. <laughs> I know you did not call this young man's government name. Um, anyway. <laughs> Throughout <laughs> well, all elementary school, I like the same person, and I gotta say, Dominic, because <laughs> honestly, I'm horrified. I could say his name because literally everyone knew. Daddy knew, his mom knew, the whole school. Everybody knew it wasn't. Like I mean, that's true. And everybody used to tease me about it. So it was whatever. And then in high school, I never really liked anybody. Like, I had small crushes, but there wasn't, like, anybody that was like, oh, I want to date this person. Because in the back of my mind, I was like, this is just something I'm not allowed to do. And I'm sure I could have talked to. I guess the first time dating came up was my senior year um, when prom time came around. Um, And a couple of people asked me to prom, and I just told them no. And then one person asked me, you know who you are? I won't say your name. Oh, so now we're not going to call my name. Vincenzo Farshetti asked. Honey, that didn't mean... <laughs> that was not permission for you to do it. Oh, my God. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done with the name calling. This is escalating so quickly. I'm done with the name calling. Um, someone asked me, and I wanted to go I'm with mad. him. So I went downstairs, and I asked Daddy. I was like... He actually asked me on a date, I think. And I went downstairs, and I wanted to go ask Daddy. I was like... Daddy, can I go on a date with such and such person? And he was like, sure, that's not my business. And I was like... He ran for that. <laughs> that man, you know, he a genius. We're going to talk about that later. But that man... I was like, what do you mean? He's too smart for his own good. I was like, what do you mean? It's not your business. And he was like, Just have us confused. It's not my business until you get married. You could do what you want. And I was like... All these- what is that? <laughs> what is that? I was like, all these years, I could have just been out here dating. Right. Getting to, like, not living these fantasies in my head, but in actual real life. And you just, and I just didn't know. So I guess that was the first mistake he told me because after that, I was like, okay, it's time to date. <laughs> but no. You broke out. I actually did not intentionally establish any dating rules for myself. And that was partially because of naivety and the other end because I did not know I needed to. Um, and I like how my son run into the bucket. He's in no shape. <laughs> I didn't know that I needed to. Um, and that's through high school to college. I'll be honest with y'all. I just very recently established some dating rules. How about that? Couple months ago, <laughs> girl, listen, better late than never. Yes, but yeah, that's basically what my opinion on dating rules were. What about you? Since you know we grew up in the same, what were your dating rules? Well, to be honest, honey, um, I first of all, at no point in my life, at any time, all through when I started dating the person I am now married to. At no point, <laughs> no, t- <laughs> no date on this Gregorian calendar, did I ever have any intention of telling my father? Because why? <laughs> because why? <laughs> and I don't know. I'm trying to give reasons. I don't want to just say, you know. Um, I just feel like me and my father's, I might be wrong. I may be wrong. I'm probably wrong. But I feel like me and my father's relationship is more, it's like a don't ask, don't tell. (laughs) And I feel that we're similarly temperamented in that we can talk, but we don't talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And let me, let me, because I I keep saying I don't talk a lot. (laughs) I said that in the last podcast. I'm just here talking. I mean, I could talk a lot on a podcast. I could get on stage and I could host a program and I could talk all night. All right. I could entertain you and talk. But if we just sit down on a regular day, I'm not going to be talking. I will be listening. I love listening to people. I love listening to people talk. I really do. So like, I'm just not going to sit and have small talk 
And I'm not going to initiate a personal conversation on a regular basis. Ty is really trying to be in my biz. <laughs> but so, and I feel like he is like that also in which he doesn't regularly engage in personal conversations with us. I think he's trying to do that more now, but when we were growing up, it wasn't really a thing. So I was just like, I'm not telling him nothing. But he, he don't need to know. He don't need to know. <laughs> I I hope I did not play any role in scarring you in doing that because I feel like I intentionally tried to talk. I intentionally talked to him about a lot of stuff, especially if I feel like he didn't want to talk about it. That was my cue Mm -hmm. to talk to him about it because I feel like. So you was just choosing violence. (laughs) (laughs) You was choosing violence. It was a good thing. It's good to talk. It's good to inform and communicate. And it was my job. I'm very, I feel like I'm a daddy's girl, Loki. You definitely are. So I was very definitely. much an advocate for the speech, for the talk. I was okay. It, honestly, I wasn't influenced by you. I just didn't want to talk. I still don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> like to talk about what? Anyway, so I didn't, I, I never had any plans of telling daddy anything about anybody that I like. But as opposed to you, I'm definitely a mommy's girl. And I would talk to mommy regularly about anybody that I liked, like I never made it a big deal and I never just went up to her and be like, Oh my goodness, I'm in love. But if I was talking to somebody and I'm going to use talking now because nothing was ever official again, story for another day. But if I was talking to anybody, I would not act like I wasn't. So like I'm on the phone, who are you talking to? I'm talking to this person or this person wants to, you know, do a tweet. Like I just, because you know, mommy is my home girl. Shout out to you. <laughs> I was, I am honestly in just mommy. You was talking. You was trying to have difficult conversations with your father. That's where you were. And me and mommy were chilling. We were chilling while you was up there trying to harass your father. And he was trying to relax, <laughs> and you was giving him high blood pressure. Anyway, so Are you, you're serious though. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. My mother has probably known every guy ever that I have probably ever been interested in. And y'all know, I'm not calling no government names, first of all. But I just want to say, y'all know who you are. And if y'all did me dirty, she knows. And she don't like you. But anyway. the cause. I had no idea this was going on. I have, really? I have never. You see, because I wasn't talking that much. I, you, the thing you have with me, daddy is the thing that I have with mommy, I guess. I don't talk about my personal stuff very much. I one time told her about a guy, one time, I was like. She didn't, she didn't like a taste of man, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, you're right, two times. I told her. She didn't. Two, two, both times I told her about the guy that I liked. And she was like, Mm-mm, no, not for you. She used to be shady, though. The first one, she was like, nope, don't like you. <laughs> and the second one, she was like, um, he ugly, so. But we, we respect an honest queen. <laughs> so I was through with that. That was it for me. Maybe when she was a little too blunt, you know, in delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just... Anywho. Yes. Yes. Um, I was I, I don't think there was ever a point where I thought that I wasn't allowed to date at some point. See, you say you didn't have no rules for yourself, but I thought you had rules. And this is gonna take us into our next topic. But at some point you had said you didn't want to be in a serious relationship um before you graduate high school. And I was like, Okay, I guess me too, because <laughs> I I'm just like Yes, friend. <laughs> you don't make me upset. You said that. And so I'm like, you know, that's my big sister. So is she doing it? I could do it too. At one point you said that you the only the first person you wanted to kiss was the person you was going to marry. And we're going to get to that right directly after this. And I was like, okay, her too. But let me be honest with y'all. Let me be honest with y'all. I was saying that in theory because every young man that I was interested in, I thought I was going to marry. So, hey. It was about, it was about, <laughs> uh, to be honest, if any of that had ever worked out, it would have been on a pop because I'm going to marry him. I'm going to marry him. I was, that, that was the kind of delusional I was. <laughs> All right. So if, if the people I had wanted in high school had want me back, we would have been dating. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> so 
we can transition into the following topic, which is talking to specifically about how we were doing this courtships. Now, I don't know when this came along in the Christian diaspora. I think it was someplace on the tail of um, purity culture and the whole purity ring mm-hmm. thing. We're going to leave that for another topic because that's all on its own. Mm-hmm. But there was this um, very popular concept in American Western American Christianity, mm-hmm. suburban Christianity, I would say, mm-hmm. um, that uh, of courtship. Yes. So of a very specific way of dating. Um, there's a book. I'm not going to say the name. If you know the book, you know the one I'm talking about. If you don't know the book, send us a DM. We'll let you know which one it is. But it was this book that came out and it was really popular. And it was specifically about um, their God having one person for you to be with. Um, that you should keep yourself as physically uninvolved, so no kissing even before you get before you get married. Literally, um, very much, and it was it was a very specific book in that idea. And just like, and so I, I feel like there's a show mm-hmm. on TLC that affects. Oh that yes, but you y'all know the one. A heap of cheering. Right, and you watch how their courtships go very much like that. Like you should on all of your dates. There's no the most there is is like hand holding, like you know, that sort of thing. That was the idea that as a Christian, that was what your relationship should look mm-hmm. like until you're married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't know that that particular culture pervaded the Caribbean Christian community, but I think that you and I knew it very well because of the influences that we had around us, very specifically in books, TV, and radio. Yeah. So you used to listen to a lot of radio, mm-hmm. a lot of white Christian yes. radio. contemporary Christian radio. Yes. So did I say what? Anyway. <laughs> So, so I just wanted to ask you how you feel about some of those concepts. And so considering them in the grand scheme of things, in our understanding of biblical principles and theology and all that good stuff. So my first question for you is, do you believe in there being a one? Like the one for you? Like the one. Do you believe that the, the one is a real thing? No, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. <laughs> I, do not, I don't believe in, like, there being, like, your one quote-unquote soulmate that God has pretty, like, you know, like, you say, you know, remember in that movie when the guy is giving his vows and he's like, God created you for me? Like, that's cute mm-hmm. to say, and by all means, future husband, you can say it. However, I do not think that that is a thing, but not based then that's just based on like my biblical understanding. I have never mm-hmm. read anywhere. And people feel free to inform me about because I am not fully, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. completely versed in theology. But I just do not, based on my understanding, I do not think that's biblically based to say that there is one man that God created for you. I do think what I think it comes down to is your compatibility and then like your life decisions. Because I do believe that the Bible does speak about, like, you know, not being unequally yoked. I do believe that it's important. It does, it does speak about marriage and then how the husband should treat the wife and the wife should treat the husband and all those other things. But I do not think that there is one person that God had already decided that this is the person I made for you to marry. Because marriage isn't even going to be a thing in heaven. So what he worried about you picking up? I mean, <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it. That I way. always think about it that way because honestly, I feel like marriage is one of those things. Like, remember when Israel wanted a king and God was like, Yeah, yeah. I don't need no king. And they were okay, like, sis, pull, king. Out, give us- pull out that old test. Right. And then he was like, Fine, take your king. And then when they get a king, right. they had all of the, they had good, but they also had bad. I think it's the same way God, people was like, Oh, like, you know, like we want to get married. We want to be into it. And he's like, Okay, fine, go ahead and get married. But I mean, you know, you call it upon yourself. Listen, you might have just stumbled on some new theology, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we go look into that for you. Right. But no, I don't believe in there being the one. I feel like we definitely are compatible with more specific. Like, you know, like this is, you have a type. 
based on yeah. your personality, but I don't necessarily think there is just the one for you. What about you? Mm-hmm. Or have you ever felt that way before? Um, I think when I was growing up, probably until right before I went to college, I was like, yeah, obviously there needs to be a one. And I think it's kind of a weird line to toe with the idea of God having a plan for your life and um, yada, yada, yada. But now that I'm thinking about it, just thinking on my feet, um, I think that the way that people have preached God having a plan for your life, now I'm, I, I'm a, I will say that I could be completely wrong, but... <laughs> After this, we're going to ask the pastor. Not today. We're going to ask him for another pad co- pod- podcast <laughs> so he could just correct all our issues. We're we going to leave him for the last podcast and he could correct everything we see wrong. But um, <laughs> I think that, that the way that that has been preached in some ways may have not been absolutely correct because I think it lends to an idea that there's one way to do everything in your life and if you don't do those things that one way then it's not gonna work because you didn't do god's plan boom bam kapow, you're done like the butterfly <laughs> and mm-hmm. right and that doesn't seem biblical it also doesn't seem to make sense and i think that we can differentiate i think people say that because they say because it's true that or it's a biblical and christian belief that god knows everything but god can know everything without making you do what you do, right? Anyways, that's a whole whole other thing. I say all that to say, no, I don't believe in there being one, honey. What if we die? Then what? So... (laughs) (laughs) That was the one time for that life. I think that's a very toxic concept. I think that it lends to a idea of perfectionism mm-hmm. that is just unrealistic i think it's unrealistic that the, the perfect person is is just somewhere waiting to be handed to you because first of all none of us are perfect and second of all being with the perfect person is not gonna make your relationship perfect <laughs> but that is a story for another day <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> so back to these these kind of courtship ideas so the first one is like was that there is one person we don't agree if you don't, if if you disagree with us, then please DM Open us or say it in the comments. Let us know. We want to hear what you think. Jinx. We let us um, know at the same time. Right. <laughs> um, ma'am. So the next one I think is a good one because I think this is not just a church thing. I think a lot of people are doing this. Um, I heard this. And I know we both heard it because we was both there in a relationship conference. And it was about having a list of qualities that you want in a partner. And basically the idea was that you should have a list of qualities so that you know your standards, you know what you're not going to settle for. And so when that person show up, you know that it's them. So do you think that having a list of qualities is necessarily kind of a productive Christian even thing to do in that pursuit? Okay, so and everybody take my responses with a grain of salt. Eh? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I do think it's important to have. It don't necessarily have to be like a super long physical list, but to have some sort of list or knowledge of the qualities that you are looking for in a life partner. And I say this because, like, you remember Lana, at the end of the last question, I said I did not have no rules. I also did not have any quote unquote expectations right because you don't have and i do think this i feel like you don't have a good understanding of what you want until you experience certain things like if i come to a restaurant and i look at the menu i could just pick something but what i'm going to pick is going to be based on my previous experiences with something that has been like something that i see in the menu does that make sense like so i need some sort of experience with which to create curate my desires and the things that i want so I think that it's important to know what you want and having a sort of list helps you sort of weed out what you want from what you don't want. Um, and I think for a long time, I did not have anything on my list because in my heart, I was like, so you have nothing on the list. Okay. So this is why. Right? <laughs> I mean, 
Not a thing. My lips low-key, I'm going to be on 100. My lips will have to be... Be real, girl. Be real. me a dude, I'm going to be quote-unquote into him if one, he kind of outspoken in some sort of fashion. Two, he got to be cute because, you know, I, I'm for a whole... <laughs> I'm a little superficial. So you got to be... I love that. I love that you could be honest with yourself. Um, I love that. And he also had to be able to give a, like, you know what I'm saying in Love Island? I love that chat. Like, you have to be able to, like, banter with me because I'm a good, I'm a bit flirtatious, but I'm a bit of a banter, you know? Usually that was basically all I had on my thing. Like, if you could keep up with me in some chat, if you're kind of cute, you like, you know? Then that wasn't, that. I was like, okay, this might be something. Um, That being said, <laughs> my poor sister Lord. not being said I got into a lot of situations with people and I was like I really don't like XYZ but in my heart of hearts I was like but I know this person is a good person so I must have to learn how to deal with the things that I don't like and the reason why I thought this way is because I did not outright have an idea in my head of the things, not necessarily just objective things, but the things that are complementary to myself. I wasn't thinking about the things that I personally needed, the things that would help me grow and all these other things. I just thought objectively, oh, this dude cute. Oh, he nice. This is it. Like, So this is why I think that, yeah, you definitely do need some sort of plan or list of what you want and in my head also the reason why i didn't have this list is because i thought that was i'm trying to think of the right way to say it. it's like a stuck up girl thing to do be like oh like yeah. if you don't have this and this and this then like you know we can't buy <laughs> like, this is not gonna work like and it's people just sit all the time and i'm like that is so stuck up but on the real though like that's <laughs> right <laughs> that you need to right. know what is you want because you are not compatible with everybody like everybody is not going right. to mesh with you and you need to have some sort of understanding of yourself that's what it was hold on i lacked an understanding What's of myself so i did not know what i needed in the other person self-awareness is key we got there we got there in the end guys <laughs> There you go, sis. There you go. It's not the end. It's a no big right. end. Glory to God. Hey, the most. If you are self-aware and understand who you are, you will understand what kind of partner will best complement you and help both of y'all be successful and move forward. I think. But what is your opinion on these lists, these rubrics for the men's? Honey, I mean, I feel like you said it all. <laughs> um, honestly. I think if somebody off the street asked me if you believe in having a list for your future partner, I would say no, because I think a lot of the lists I have heard are almost silly and can be unrealistic. Like, oh, he got to be six feet tall. He got like short men need love, too, first of all. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) like, yeah, be six feet tall. He got like so. I don't believe in having frivolous things on a list. Like, he got to have muscles or, you know, he got to have a dad bod. Because I know some of y'all like these dad bods. I'm not mad at y'all, okay? He got to have a little punch. I was like, sis. I'm not mad at that, okay? <laughs> we need something warm to hold the night. But, um... So I don't believe in having kind of those arbitrary things that, that aren't important. So I think instead of list, I would say it's important to have standards. And I think like what you said, self-awareness, key. Because when you know yourself, you will know what's not going to work. And hopefully you will have the strength (laughs) to stop it in its tracks. I think when you're young, it's hard to be like, well, I mean, I know that... You know, he don't go juvie and stuff. And I don't really go juvie because I'm not allowed. But. <laughs> but wait, wait. So that opens a question, though, like a side question. Is it ever OK to change your standards or alter, you know, 
massage them down a little bit. Massage. You see, and that's why I would say no to a list, yes to standards. Because I think standards should be tied to things that are so core who you are that you will not change them. So like if I was thinking of standards for myself, I would say one of those has always been a belief in Mm -hmm. God. I will not say it's always been a, a living and uh I have not always had somebody who live out maybe my particular Christian beliefs, but I always wanted to be with somebody who believed in God. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was always important to me was that this person had some type of passion because I have a right. passion and so I understand people who have a passion. So I just feel like the, those standards should be things that no you're not going to give up. So, so no, it's never okay to change. I don't, I don't, I don't. So like if, I mean, when I was growing up, I'm telling y'all, I, I say, I will never marry a man that snores. <laughs> I say, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking joking, but I was dead serious, dead serious. You know, I am now married to a man that snores on occasion. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he in the background like yes yes but it's just like it that's one of those things that don't matter okay that's one of those things you can massage and let yeah, go okay yeah. it's gonna be honey it's all right honey get you some air muffs it's yeah. gonna be fine all right but i do think there are things that you can't let up on so that 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 one is kind of a yes no but mostly mm-hmm. yes okay good so that's one thing we're gonna keep from this whole courtship <laughs> concept yes. okay Another one. So we mentioned it a little bit earlier. We're going to bring it back around. And so part of that concept was staying pure, which yes, is important. Yes, is biblical. We're not going to go deep, deep into that because we can do that for a whole other episode. Um, But so part of that was this kind of idea of not engaging sexually and more specifically not doing anything. So not, not touching not fondling, not kissing, <laughs> none of that before you're married. And so at one point you had said you didn't want to do anything and you want the first person you marry to be, the first person you kiss to be the person you marry. Yes. So tell us how you came to that thought and tell us if that is something you would still ascribe to. Right, right, right. So... I'm trying to think back to these times. That was a very long time. <laughs> that was a long time ago, sis. It was, honey. That was in the 2000s. And that was about 10 <laughs> years ago. 10, 11 yeah, years ago. Probably, and I was very, yeah. I was, I meant it though. I meant it. I was like, I am not. I believe you, sis. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all. <laughs> I have meant it. I was like, I am not. I want the guy I kissed, the first guy I kissed to be. Sorry. To be the guy that I married. And I I was being very dedicated to that. I'm saying I was running from people, people like people, it's not like nobody was ever trying to kiss me. People was trying to it was trying to get to. <laughs> but I would I have very physically ran away from situations because I was like, no. That is hilarious. Please give us an example. <laughs> we want to know. Please do not call these people government names. Thank you. Like one time. I was by the lockers in the school and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I don't remember what I was doing at the lockers, to be honest, but getting books perhaps as I was walking <laughs> towards where the lockers were, this guy who I had a crush on, might I add, I had a crush on him and he was, he saw me head towards the lockers and then I felt, you know, I could feel somebody present. I felt him following me to the lockers and nobody else was over there because everybody else was outside doing something. So I'm like, okay, why is he calling me? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm in lockers. <laughs> and then he starts talking to me about something about, oh, you know, I've always like liked you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I like you too. I say as I'm edging, do I know who this is? So then he like, you know, he does, people do the thing where they like put like one hand here. And my, my, my body is right here. Yes, girl. We know. We watch those team movies. <laughs> like we know. Very romantic. And I talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. 
No, you did not talk and slid. You did not talk and slide away. I duck and slid. I was like, oh, and I was like, sorry. I yelled sorry as I ran away. Um, I was in eighth grade at the time. And I was just like, you think you had me over here trying to figure out who it is? I don't know who it is. You know who it is? A ponytail who everybody had a crush on? Yes. Yeah, you slid (laughs) away. And it was a mixture. It was a mixture of fear, but it was also, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I was so scared. I was a mixture of fear, but also I really did mean it. In my heart, I was like, I want the first person that I kiss to be the person that I marry. And I don't remember where mm-hmm. exactly where I got this idea from, but I think a lot of it was linked to a lot of the radio either. program we would listen to. Um, so that being said, I do think that it is important to have standards or rules for yourself when it comes to physical intimacy with people that you date. And that's because I feel like I have been on both spectrums. I've been on the spectrum where I was like, I'm not gay. I'm not, like, you know, I'm not kissing mm-hmm. anybody until they get married. And then I've been on the other side of the spectrum and I was like, you know what? It's whatever. Like, I don't care. It's whatever. And, and the problem with the it's whatever is that even if I didn't want to do something, I was just like, you know what? It's whatever. Um, mm. And... There's a very fundamental problem with with that because it was like a sense of feeling like I had no say in. I felt like that on both ends, and to a certain extent, I was like in the beginning, I was like, I can't kiss somebody, even if I want to, I can't because I have to save myself for marriage, right? And this is a rule. I don't know in my head, I was like, that's a Christian thing, like you can't do anything until you, like you know get married. And on the other hand, it was like, also, it was like this idea that I, it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter if I want to or not. It's the same sense of not having some control over it for some reasons. But I think it's important, like the same way it kind of came with self-awareness, also comes with a self of self-worth, a sense of self-worth, that you have to establish some physical boundaries for what you're going to do when you're dating. And that's going to come for from how much you care about yourself. Not to sound cliche, but I think if you are in a relationship with God and you are have you have a like a growing sense of how much he actually cares about you and your worth to him, then you start having that sense of worth for yourself. If that makes sense. Uh, so I don't have hard and fast rules like I can't kiss somebody until I'm married. Like, I don't necessarily think that it's that extreme, but I do feel like you should establish lines of respect when it comes to your body and what you will and will not allow. Because if you start to feel like the things that you are doing are making you feel this, like you feel like you're not, you're not respecting yourself and you're starting to Mm -hmm. feel regret and you feel like you're giving access of your body to people that not only don't deserve it, but don't understand its worth, sis, you mm-hmm. just, you're on the wrong path. You're in the wrong headspace. Right. And I feel like you never, if you're going to reach a healthy dating relationship or situation, you're never going to feel, or you shouldn't feel like you have to cross the lines when it comes to physical intimacy or feel pressure to be things mm-hmm. you want to do because then you don't belong in it. Because then that's the wrong person and it's like to the left, to the left. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know if I fully understand the question. I feel like I got on a slight tangent there. No, but you definitely answered okay. it. My okay. My primary motivation and I you gave us the message, yes. Oh, um, you can hear me? I definitely I got okay. that concept from you I was like, and then I read the book and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. But I mean <laughs> I already told y'all. That I thought that every guy I had like, I was going to marry. So, honestly, if we was going to kiss, we was going to kiss. And it wasn't going to matter because <laughs> we was going to get married anyway. The gag is... Yes. <laughs> the gag is none of them wanted to kiss me. <laughs> I mean, honey... Okay, let me, let me not say that. It's, I don't think... <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I have never had a romantic 
situation in my life work out until I got to college. And it wasn't until the, the end of my college experience that I actually wanted somebody who wanted to be with me. That is a story for a whole other day. All right. As y'all can see, I'm not undesirable. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, so honestly, I didn't end up kissing anybody till I was like 21. And it was, it's, it's funny to me. <laughs> Wait, what are you at 21? Ma'am, um, could we please? Hey. You know what? It's okay. I didn't get my first 20. Is that how old I was? 21. So. Right. And so it, it's funny to me that I, I, I was really, honestly, there was a couple of times I thought I was going to get kissed, you know, and it just never happened. And it's funny because I never really, I was never really like, I'm not going to kiss nobody. Like, I was just never, I was just never like, I was like, it's fine. God still loves me, you know, <laughs> but I just, it just never happened. Um, and I would say that I would not give, I would not give that as a hard and fast rule to anybody either. I, even like very young people, I wouldn't do that because it, it again promotes this idea of if you don't do it, if you don't do it this specific way, everything in your life is just going to go, go crazy. Everything in your life is going to be messed up. And I think there are things, yes, you need to do a specific, very specific way. <laughs> All right. But I think in this case, I think it would be better to say you need to be wise about what mm-hmm. you do. Think about the reasons you are doing things. Be more self-aware so that you know if you are able to handle a certain level of a relationship or not. And accept also if people who, you should have people in your life who are more mature than you, who are older than you, who you can trust. And who if this person says to you, no, I don't think you're ready for that. Then you can say, you know what? I'm going to take your word for it. Like, I feel like that's the kind of level I want to be with my children that I don't have. Uh, <laughs> whenever I do have them, I want it to be in such a place where they're like, not, they're never like, I can, I'm not kissing anybody because I want to stay saved. <laughs> but, you know, if they feel like they want to move, take a step in their relationship that's physical, they're, they're like, let me talk to mom and see what she thinks because mom knows me and I trust mom and mom be knowing things, right? So I would not, I don't think deciding not to, I think while I think it's a noble pursuit and for people who can do it, great. Like, I don't think anything is wrong with it. I also don't think it's like something that is super amazing and to be glorified above all other Christian pursuits. I feel like the more you understand the role that physical intimacy plays in a relationship, the better you can decide how you should handle it or not handle it at all. And I think that comes with age. It comes with maturity that comes with age. And it also comes with spiritual maturity. I agree. I agree. And And I think... So, and this is not talking about sex, because very clearly the Bible says do not have sex until you marry. We're not talking about that. It sure do. That's not even this episode, but just y'all know. <laughs> but talking about, you know, the other physical intimacies that may come along with dating. Mm-hmm. I just want to add that. I feel like there is this idea or there's this, like, culture now that people feel like it's okay to do whatever because it's not that big of a deal. Okay, and I don't, and I just want to address that slightly. Mm-hmm. Put, because I had to learn how to do this intentionally, because I was very much that, like, it's okay to do whatever, because it's not a big deal. That is not true. Okay? <laughs> Put some value in, in your body and what you're doing with your body. Okay? Hey, hey, so, man. People getting to kiss you is a big deal. People getting to touch you is a big deal. People being all up in your intimate space, that is a big deal. Okay, not everybody deserves it. No, it is not. But, and I say this because I honestly spent a lot of my time believing it really not a big deal. It's not a big deal. So I could, you know, I could kiss whoever, I could do whatever, because whatever. No, because the more you think about that subliminally, what you're telling yourself is that your body is not a big deal. Like, like it's not. No, I'm sorry. I have a very fundamental problem with that. No, you deserve good things you deserve to be taken care of and to be valued and such 
sort of the things you do with your body. That's all I have to say. <laughs> right. I think we could go in a lot more depth with that. We're going to save that for another yes. episode yes. Um, because there's definitely a lot of very pop culture and I would say also um, super feminist. And this is not to be anti-feminist because I'm absolutely not. I consider myself a feminist, so that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's these ideas um, surrounding a woman's body and what what empowers a woman's body. Um, I think we could talk about that in another episode. Mm-hmm. But I would just say coming at this from a strictly Christian perspective and then also inputting my experience with that, I think something to remember is that your body is yours. And it is probably the only thing in life that will ever really be yours. Mm -hmm. And you will always have to carry it with you. Mm -hmm. And so it's special. All right. And so you should get to choose with wisdom and with as much care as you want to choose how you share it with other people. All right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave that there. And we're going to talk more about that later. But I mean, God places very high value on you as a woman, as a man, both Mm y'all and your bodies. And I believe that you should behave accordingly because you are valuable and you are special. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are slowly but surely winding down. Um, But I do have two more questions for you and they kind of go hand in hand. So... I want to know what is one piece, if you ever got any, one piece of advice about dating that you got that you kind of hold very highly or esteem very highly. And then secondly, what is one piece of dating advice you would give to maybe like a teenager dating right now? All right. Okay. So some advice that you got and advice you would give. It could be the same advice if you want. Okay. I think the advice that I got that I actually hold very highly now when it comes to dating, I actually got from you. Um, Did you, honey? (laughs) I be dropping gems, you know. (laughs) A couple of years ago. It was on probably like three, four four years ago. You legitimately told me because I was like, you know. Broke down and struggling about a, a situationship that I was in. And you were like, if he wants to be with you, he would be with you. Uh, I know that's right. Mm, wow. Mm, E-G-L-O-C. Wow. Did I say? And I don't know why. Did I say that? Yes, you did. Mm, wow. I feel... I feel the spirit. I'm I done. Feel- is that a sermon coming out? I have heard it in other places before. And, like, you know, seen posts about it and stuff. But it was because I was legitimately, like, crying and heartbroken. And, like, I don't know what to do. And your response was, like, not trying, not in a, any comforting way or anything. You were like, Shelsa, if he wanted to be with you, he would be with you. He does not want to be with you. <laughs> Wow. And I feel like... When, I, ooh, I just, I feel it. It feels... <laughs> that is a very... Past me is ministering to current me. I'm done with you. I really... <laughs> I think that's a crucial piece of advice probably for people in this current dating culture because sometimes we put a lot of it on ourselves or maybe it was just me. But I was like, oh, if I dress like this... Maybe then this will happen. If I do this, then maybe he'll like me. If I get, you know, all these other things, if I'm more like, I was always putting the responsibility on myself to change myself or become adaptable so that I am able to facilitate the relationship. And yeah, I think that was why, because in that moment when you told that to me, honestly, that very much change i don't know why it was that day but i did change my mindset about it because i was like you know what you're right and the reason why i thought that too is because as you told me that i thought about all of the things that i was willing to do to make the relationship if i am willing to do all of this the other person if they care about me as much would be willing to do the same and they just don't want to which means they're just not that into you period uh, right that was super valuable i take that with me today um and I think one of the most important pieces of advice that I would give to people, teenagers dating now, 
is, um, I guess this goes kind of in hand with what that, well, what I just said previously, but, and it's going to sound kind of bad, but you're more important than the other person. Um, I, I think that a, as far as dating goes, that's pretty sound. I can't think of another <laughs> way to, to create that to make it sound all cute in a nice quote. Right. But you're the most important asset in this relationship. Like, um, and I stress that because I guess it goes along with what we've been saying. Even though you're out here and you're looking for a companion and you're looking for people that you're interested in, don't let what is your search or your desire for a partner cause you to lose sight of or lose perspective of you being whole on your own. Like you don't need that quote unquote relationship or any relationship whatsoever for your life to be better or for your situations to be like, obviously like everybody's like, Oh, being single is whatever, whatever. But it's not about whether you're single or in a relationship. You can't search out a relationship with the expectation that that relationship is going to magically improve your life. Or that that is going to change something so fundamentally about yourself. Like, I think that would be my advice for someone dating now. If you're looking for somebody to date and all that good stuff, that's fine. Nothing is wrong with that. But go into it with the right perspective, knowing that you're doing it not to fill a hole or a void or become whole yourself, but to be, as you know, they say, two holes working together and all that good stuff. I wish it had sounded cuter and less like it's okay. Keep it to us as it is. What about um I was a jig sitting over here trying to think about advice that I received. I'm like, I really should have thought about this before I came on the podcast because I was the question. question. Um (laughs) because honestly, I don't think that personally I received a lot of dating advice because I think I project capable, and so I probably project capable <laughs> in general. So people are just like, she don't need no advice. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time I didn't. <laughs> the way my friends talk about it, you project. Let me stop. You project capable, and I project train wreck. And they're like, what happened? Honey, don't listen to them. Like- don't listen to them. <laughs> you are not no train wreck. I mean, I know, um, but you know. <laughs> um, I think... I was just about to say something and I lost it. I don't know. Honestly, (laughs) I don't receive a whole lot of advice. I was trying to think of something more general, but honestly, I can't think of anything. So. But do you have any advice that you would give? I do. Okay. I just thought of something. So of advice I got, and it wasn't really advice. It was more of an encouragement. I think maybe... Actually, this was probably literally a month before I started dating the man I would marry. I was like, I am done. I am done. I I had just come out of a situationship and I was really heartbroken. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. We could talk about that on another podcast too. But honestly, I was kind of just wrecked on the inside. And I was like, you know what? And I was thinking about that situation, thinking about every other situation I had been in that didn't pan out. And I was like, I am done. (laughs) With men, I am, I am absolutely finished. Yeah. I, I am not getting married. I, I, I remember I was sitting down um, at the school I was going to with my mom and the man that I would end up marrying. And I was just like, I am not getting married. And my mommy was like, don't say that. I said, I said. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm not getting married. And so after a little while after, she was like, I hope you know, I didn't make you em- embarrass you in front of this guy. And I'm like, please, Cause honestly, I wasn't even thinking about him like that. But anyway, <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. But she was basically the encouragement was kind of just like, don't give up, <laughs> which is kind of funny now. But she was just like, it's OK, you know, <laughs> things don't work out sometimes. That don't mean you got to not get married, okay? There's plenty of fishes out there in the sea. And there sure was fishes in the sea. There was a the fish in that fish. room. I married that fish. <laughs> I married that fish. So there's that. So I don't know. Shout out to mommy again, a queen. Um, but I am if so I can... astounded that I have just never. Yes, yeah, sis. You missed out. You missed out. It's okay. She's still here. <laughs> she can still talk to you. I'm going to tell her to call you. Okay. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> she could probably want to talk to Ty, but it's okay. It's okay. Tragic. Um, <laughs> if I could give a piece of advice to teens dating, and I would say very specifically to Christian teens that we're dating, and this is going to be sound deceptively simple, but it is to use your head, use your brain <laughs> when you are making dating decisions. Okay. I think that um, when you're younger, you can be very extreme. And I know that when you're younger, romance is such, it's so big. <laughs> it's so big. And the passion is so big. And you know, I, I also love that quality about being young because just everything feels just like, oh my gosh, right. never going to feel like this right, again. Right. I'm in love. And I think actually, I think that's a nice feeling. I, you'll probably get feelings hurt, but you know, <laughs> the actual experience of young love, I think is a really really nice feeling. Um, but I just, in those moments, even use your head. And so my example of this, I'm not going to go detail. We can talk about it in another podcast, but with this one, this, there was this person that I was interested in who was interested in me also. And we were talking for a while and we really cared a lot about each other. And the person wanted to be intimate with me. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be, they wanted to have sex. I'm trying to be professional, but <laughs> they wanted to have sex. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> Did you spill something? Man, please gather yourselves. You know, it can't, she's a swear that she's a younger sister. Then I say something about sex and she's going to just die. Like, ma'am, please gather your your um gather your petticoat and hold it together. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm mature. Go ahead. Please. So, so the person wanted to have sex with me. And I was trying to say, did I want to have sex with them? Maybe. I don't know. Obviously, I never had sex. How would I know if I wanted to do it? <laughs> But I really did. I cared about them a lot, honestly. And the decision I made not to be intimate with them, I wish it was, I wish I could say it was because I was a Christian, which I was. I was making some questionable decisions, but again, for another podcast. But at the end of the day, I didn't decide not to have sex because I was a Christian, because I know that, um, that sex outside of marriage is not God's plan and say, well, none, none of that. It was none of that. The reason I decided not to have sex with that person was because I was not sure that they loved me. And I had a very solid understanding of love to be not just what you felt, but what you did. And I believe that that person cared about me. And I, I know they did. And I cared about them too. But that person had not made a definitive decision to be with me. And it was difficult also because we were going to be living in different places and all that. But because I wasn't sure that that person loved me, I said, use in my head. No, I, I'm not going to have sex. And so when I say use your head, I really mean use your head, be logical. If you know that talking to somebody every day is going to have you wrapped up, you know, shaking together press down <laughs> and that person and 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 that person is not expressing direct interest in you and you know that down the line you probably gonna get hurt back off okay somebody didn't tell me that when i was young too i did it a couple of times listen when i learned that cut off energy you trying to tell me something you trying to tell me something? no honey no i'm trying to tell the <laughs> listeners <laughs> All right. And this is for women and men because men, yes. y'all be getting played too. Yeah. I see y'all. <laughs> and then after y'all get played, y'all out here a lot. And I have no good with my Right. When she made it clear she didn't want you, you acting up. But what I'm saying So my point is <laughs> that yes, do what God has told you to do in your relationship. Honor God in your relationship. And don't be crazy because God didn't make you crazy. He gave you common sense. All right. He didn't just say, don't have sex so that you could be bored. No, there are reasons. Yeah. So if you don't understand the reasons, find out those reasons. 
and then use your head. All right. We, we is using our brains in 2021. Yes. We are making informed and logical decisions right. in 2021. All right. right. We know that no man or woman take us feed yet yes. in 2021. Right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Everybody heard that? Yes. Emotions are all fine and dandy, but emotions will sometimes make you make decisions you regret. Whereas you, you be acting crazy in these decisions Do not. Do not. Okay. If he acting like he don't want you, honey, he don't, he don't want, want you. you. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, you that is my advice. If she acting like she don't want you, don't get me started because I have some friends. She don't want you. <sighs> that really be out here acting crazy over girls who clearly don't want Listen, you. Listen, I put on this PSA now because I am not a single. Okay, so you put this PSA. Put <laughs> to me. Okay. If you like me, tell me. Okay. If you don't, tell me you don't. And I'm going to go off on all of these information. Yeah, that is it. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Was that, was that relative to what we were just saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> because no, what you were talking about earlier is put a chance and mix signals. Okay? People like to be out here who were just talking about saying that. Yeah, let me stop. Let me stop. Because honey, I feel like you just popped out a minute and popped you. You're right, you're right. I like that. Is you okay? We can cut that out. We're gonna talk about this after the podcast. Let's cut that out. Cut that out. Talk- section out. <laughs> I ain't cutting that out. No, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. I'm not cutting it out. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think um we're kind of to the end of what we're talking about today. And so <laughs> I think as far as that kind of traditional idea of courtship, I think there are some things that we we do maintain. And I think that we can maintain the best parts of courtship and let go of those things that don't make sense. And I feel like, you tell me if you agree, but I feel like the pervading idea here was to do better than necessarily having a list of do's and don'ts. Do better than that. Mm -hmm. Like, do's and don'ts is, is, is... when you in Israel, when you're trying to get into Canaan and you in the desert yeah. and you don't know how to act, yeah. that's do's and don'ts, all right? Yes. But we're going to get past that, all right, and get to understanding and being and living, okay? okay? We we in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John now, all right? <laughs> we got Jesus. We got the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, we in Romans. Right, right. And, okay. and clarifications that and everybody might know, okay? Rules are for people who don't know how to act. Okay, you only need rules if you don't know how to behave yourself. If you already ushered in to the presence of God, right? And you are spending time in his presence and reading the word and your life is changing, you don't need the rules. Because you're already living the way you're supposed to live by abiding in his presence and doing what it is he has to say he says to do. So you don't have to worry about the list of do's and don'ts. That's what she's saying. Romance. Yes, let's 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 be let's be Holy Spirit filled, all right, and act accordingly. Accordingly. Wow, I just feel I feel ministered. <laughs> Listen, somebody needed to be saying all this when I was back in these streets just getting hurt. Um, anyway, that is the end of the podcast. If you are still listening, <laughs> you are a real one. <laughs> and we appreciate you. We do. We do. We really do. Mm. Um, I think we're just going to say a short prayer again because this, this, this praying thing, I think, you know, it's where it's at. It's well, where it's at. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to say a real quick pr- I'm going to say a real quick prayer and then if you want to pray also, then you can. All right. Okay. God, we thank you for this opportunity to be together again. Thank you for the things that we have learned as we have grown. And I pray that you will help us to, as we get to know you better, dear God, that we will seek to glorify you in everything that we do. So let our lives glorify you. Let the way that we behave in our dating relationships glorify you and let the way that we treat each other as sisters and brothers in romantic relationships and otherwise let that glorify you also in jesus name amen Amen. god we just want to thank you again for this opportunity to talk to each other and whoever else will be listening to our podcast god and we just want to thank you for who you are and who you've made us to be 
<laughs> I thank you, Lord God, also for your Holy Spirit presence, which teaches us to honor our bodies, that like we've talked about here, that even in dating relationships, well, and, and onto all of the other areas or arenas we will find ourselves in in life, to remember that you are that constant presence as Christians that is with us. So help us to take that into all of our actions and our dating relationships, our courtships, our everyday actions to know that we are forever in your presence and forever have your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Try to really wait till you start talking. No, no, it's done. To talk. I am dead. That was great. Should we, should we raise a chorus? If God don't do it, it won't be done. What is your problem? Yeah. <laughs>